Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Uh, so, John, let's get it started. Pre-game six-pack, and uh, you are up first. By the way, until that Raiders game, the Texans have been very good against the spread, mainly because they were so they're so decisive. And in this game, because Ryan Tannehill has some kind of injury. When I did on my weekly show on Tuesday on Outkick, they were talking about would he even play. Yeah. Well, he doesn't miss games because of injuries. He might have missed two since he's come to the Titans, and they'd have to play Malik Willis. But remember Tannehill last year when the Texans beat them had an awful game. He did. And and then at the end of the year when they had to win to get home field advantage, Davis Mills was great, and they won by three points. So my my first thing, of course, is going to start uh, with a with the run defense, the front seven, if Malik Collins is out and he got hit uh-huh. in the chest by Steven Nelson when they were tr- running down the field trying to make a tackle, yeah. I think it was Josh Jacobs. But their run defense is bad enough with him and without him. I don't know how they'd stop him. Maybe they'd put nine-man fronts up there. I don't know what Titans receivers. You're not going to double any of them. So I'm going to say the run defense, which is – 32nd and last after creeping up a couple of spots and being 30th, they got to be able to contain Derrick Henry is coming off 128 yard performance. Derrick Henry is at three straight games of over a hundred yards. So he looks to be, he looks to be back. Um, The, uh, the Texans 164.7 yards per game, John and 5.2 yards per carry. I mean, that is, that is atrocious. P-U. P-U stinky. Yes, absolutely. Disgusting. Um, all right. My my first one is going to be, uh, you know what? I'll go with the run game on the Texan side of things. Damian Pierce and just how they end up deploying Damian Pierce um, in this game. Do they continue to have him be part of the, you know, the 20 carry club here? Um, and how do they mix in? You just mentioned um, Agumba Wale. How do they reduce some of the load on Pierce? Uh, you know, is it still Burkhead? Is it Agumba Wale? Was five catches and 54 yards enough for Agumba Wale to earn his way to some more um, to some more snaps? Uh, this is a really good run defense for the um, for the Titans. They're third in rushing DVOA on Football Outsiders, so they defend the run really, really well. Um, this will be a tall task for, for Damian Pierce, who the last few weeks has gone against some softer defenses run-wise. Um, we know the Texans, we know what they want to do. They want to run first to set up the pass. So this will be a game where twofold, Damian Pierce and his ability to continue to churn out yards and average that five five yards of carry that he's been getting, 
And two, Lovey Smith and Pep Hamilton hopefully finding a better solution to spelling Damian Pierce in this game. There's nothing worse than hearing the press box announcer on home games or the play-by-play announcer on road games say, Rex Burkhead is in the game. <laughs> Burkhead's a great guy. He's a great team guy. Everybody loves him. But I don't know why Pep Hamilton is so blind. Put Take Royce Freeman off the practice squad. He's had some good runs with the Texans over the last couple of years. Or Goomba Wally, if you watched him run, he's quick. He's got a little shake in him. Burkhead has none of that. You can't do it because you're just hard-headed. The Titans can be beaten. The Texans have had a chance to win four games, to win every game in the fourth quarter, and they've only done it one time. Led the Raiders 20-17, to then got blown out 38-20. to So I just – I I think they're going to have to throw the ball to get the Titans to back off the line of scrimmage uh, and to give Damian Pierce some room to run. All right, who's next, John? What's your next uh, next item up in the pregame six-pack? In the past, Sean, I would have said something about the guys covering A.J. Brown, but we don't have to worry about that anymore, Mm-mm. and the Texans don't either, and they got to be relieved about that because he just killed them. Uh, I'm going to go with the offensive line has been playing very well. They protected Mills. He was sacked one time at the last play of the first half against the Raiders. A couple of times when pass rushers got in on him, he got the rid of the ball and he completed them. So he did really, he did really well. I think the offensive line under George Warhop is making consistent improvement. Kenyon Green had a had a crucial penalty against the Raiders. So did Roy Lopez. And he went out, came back, and then Titus Howard went out and came back. Titus did a good job against Mike Crosby. I look for this offensive line to be good in this game, to help with the running game and protect Davis Mills, and that gives the Texans a chance to win. Unless Derrick Henry goes over 200 yards, I believe, for the fourth consecutive game against the Texans. Yeah, I mean, I'll just add to what you said. Kenyon Green is going to be a real focal point, I would imagine, for the Titans defense uh, with Jeffrey Simmons, you know, lining up in that interior for the Tennessee Titans. Simmons had another great year this year. He's a really, really good football player. So yeah, the Texans are going to have their hands full with that Titan front. Um, No Harold Landry. He's been out all year, but Bud Dupree is, is obviously something to worry about as well. John, my next one for our pregame six pack is going to be third down third down for both of these teams. The Titans' third down defense is first in the league right now. They're the best on third down. The Texans are 27th on third down. Offensively, the Texans last week, that was one of the things they did fairly well compared to other games this year. They were 9 of 15 on third down. Davis Mills was pretty decent and had to have its situations, at least for the first two and a half quarters of that game. And then the Raiders just ran them out of the building after that. Had more to do with the Raiders' offense than the Raiders' defense. But – Mills showed improvement on third down. That's been a hard area for him this year. Um, and uh, and so that that's something I'll be watching because the Texans are going to need some sustained drives in this game. I think they're, you know, they're uh, unless they get turnovers in short fields, they're going to need to they're going to need to string some things together. And the Texans are not very good at attacking downfield and getting big chunk plays. They find themselves in third down a lot because their strategy seems to be let's run the ball, stay ahead of the chains, put ourselves in manageable down and distance situations. The Titans have thrived in third down on defense this year. So third down is a big key for me. The Texans need to have another game on third down like they had against the Raiders last week. 
I can't wait to see if they can sustain that and uh, or if they're going to be in third and long, incomplete, sack, uh, throw it away. But you're right. That is going to be uh, paramount if they want to have a chance to win in the fourth quarter again and actually do it. Absolutely. All right. What's your uh, what's your last pregame six pack, John? If Nico Collins does not play as expected, then the other receivers, Philip Dorsett and Chris Moore, both of whom had touchdown catches on third down, they've got to play well. But Brandon Cooks has got to have his best game of the season. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think they're going to trade him. You don't think they're going to trade him because of his contract. Yep. But he needs to step up for the first time this season. Collins is out. He's got to get open. Mills has got to get him the ball because you've got to have a receiver who can put some pressure on the defense. And so far, Cooks hadn't done it this season for whatever reason. Well, this is a great time for him to start. Do you buy into any of the social media stuff with him where he's liking tweets about trade rumors and things like that? Does Brandon Cook strike you as a guy who causes passive-aggressive drama like this? No. Brandon's one of the best team guys I've ever seen. If he likes it, hell. If you don't like it, if you don't like something, it will give you a chance to get what get out of one of the worst <laughs> teams in the league. You'd be nuts. Something yeah. be wrong with you. So, it's true. Yeah, I would like it too. <laughs> All right. Last one, John, for me, um, that I'm going to be watching. Uh, week two of Christian Harris. Uh, Christian Harris, I think, wound up getting a lot more snaps than we all thought he might last week, or certainly more snaps than Lovey Smith had been intimating he might get throughout the week leading up to the game against the Raiders. Turns out he was on the field for 68% of the snaps defensively, 36 total defensive snaps, I believe it was, or maybe 38, something like that. Um, last year, I was 38. Kama was on the field for 18. Christian Harris on the field for 38. There were 56 total snaps. Um, I enjoyed the Christian Harris snaps much more than the Kamu snaps. Kamu stinks this year. Um, but watching Christian Harris in week two, and especially going against a team, like this, pretty similar. Last week, he was having to tackle a former Alabama running back in Josh Jacobs, former teammate. This week, another former Alabama running back, but one he didn't coincide with there in Tuscaloosa in Derrick Henry. Boy, a lot of these Alabama running backs, John, and it turns out they're all really good at running the football, running over people. Um, but Christian Harris in week two, you know, we're getting to a – we're getting to a point with this team where these are the things that are going to excite me, individual young players, watching them ascend and grow. And Harris is that guy for me again this week. They're not going anywhere. Play those young guys. Give them the chance to gain the experience to help them get better. And I think Christian Harris knows this. Beware of the stiff arm. When you're closing in on Derrick Henry, when he gets in space, Harris is going to get better. Put him out there. Let him let him rush. Let him let him drop into coverage. See if he can play the run. I don't know what they're going to do to get better against the run because they were so pathetic against the Raiders in the second half. Now they weren't in the first half. It happened at the end of the. It happened as soon as they get the ball first in the third quarter. They just steamrolled them. So I don't know if they changed their strategy. The players ran out of gas, or their true colors just emerged. But uh, they've got to do something, and Christian Harris is going to be a big part of it. All right, John, what's your prediction on the game? I'm going with the Titans, who low scoring and boring, like most of Texans games, even though they just gave up 38. You know, they struggle to get 20. So I'm going to say Titans 23, Texans 20. Okay, I got 20 to 17 Titans. So you and I both have the Texans covering the number, but not winning the game, which for a lot of Texan fans, I think is a dream scenario. Another competitive football game. 
where they inch closer and closer to the top of the draft where we need to, we need Detroit to Detroit to start cooperating again, John, it turns out that uh, after all that bluster coming out of hard knocks, the lions still just flat out stink. They're not good. And I need a quarterback. And I yeah. don't think the Titans had an offensive touchdown in Sunday's victory over the Colts. I think it was Randy Bullock's four failed goals on a defensive touchdown. Randy Bullock, AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Was he? Yep. Oh, man. How about that? Fat Randy. You go, Randy.